everyone. Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! 81 down, one to go, boys. The 2022-23 season is upon closing. I can't believe it. And uh, it has been a ridiculously fun, cool season to watch these Devils uh, do what they did this year. And uh, playoffs start next Monday or Tuesday, depending on when we start. Um, we know we're in. Everybody knows who's in. We just don't know where we're, who we're playing. It's going to either be the, uh, the Florida Panthers or the New York Rangers. We find out tonight whether or not we win the Metropolitan, end up first in the Metro, and play either uh, Florida. And then um, if we're not, Carolina wins, we are playing the Rangers. But either way, it's pretty goddamn cool. It's amazing, right? Like up 81 games and one to I, go. And this I'm kind of torn. Are. I don't know about you guys, but like as much as I'm super excited for playoffs, and I am. I, I almost don't want this regular season to end. I feel like it's been amazing, right? I mean, it's been an amazing regular you know. season. We didn't expect to have this good of a team, and we do. And it's like, it's almost like bittersweet, if, but I mean, so excited to see the playoffs, so it's okay. If anybody said to you preseason uh, that this is what the Devils were going to do this year, they're... they're they're lying. They're not really your friends. They weren't telling you the truth. That's a straight-up lie. Nobody, I don't care who you are, thought that this team was going to be able to pull off what they pulled off. No, you thought you had been and sniffing for a uh, wild-card spot and happy if you nailed it. And that would be, like, the the best expectations you could have going into the season from a reasonable mind. But they, they exceeded those yeah. expectations. I mean, you look at this year... And the team that, that – everything that they put together, you know, uh, just a 13-game winning streak. Uh, you know, Jack Hughes now the all-time devil's point getter in a regular season um, since there's been an 82-game schedule implemented in the NHL. Uh, first goalie since Brodeur to have 30 wins in a season. Uh, the biggest point total from one season to the next, biggest jump. From one season to the next in this team. And I know that we on this podcast, by the way, thank you for checking us out. We are the Uncle Puckers, Chris, Dan, Bobby, Tony. Um, so thank you so much for checking us out. And we are talking about the Devils because that's all we ever do. But, you know, you, you go in and this team, we shit on them a lot. I know I do. I'm hard on them. I, you know, we expect this team, we demand this team to be great all the time. And it's completely unreasonable. But that's what we do. We follow this team to talk about them but in when you really I was sitting around thinking about this for a while over the last few days about this team and like this team has this team is one of the best New Jersey Devil team that we ever put on the ice yeah yeah it's it they really are that freaking good so when it comes to you know I, I, I was listening to a little bit of NHL Network and stuff later earlier today and you know, they had a couple of dudes on. I don't know who they were. Like, give me your real Stanley Cup contenders in the East. Sure. Give me your real Stanley Cup contenders in the West. And the East were uh, Boston, Carolina, the Rangers, and Toronto. Yeah, yeah. And I sat there, and I'm thinking to myself, like, first of all, I can see any team in the Eastern Conference seriously hoisting the cup. It's like, possible. No... The East is so strong. Right. So, like, 
it comes down to when you look at everything that this team has done this season, you know, uh, they've surprised us from the first game of the year until right up till now where we're an hour away from game 82 starting. They surprised mm-hmm. us every stretch. So I'm kind of at the point now where I don't know what I'm going to do about this team because in a, a normal per- progression, I suppose, like a team is struggles like they did last year, right? And then they have this big turnaround. They make the playoffs, right? And you know what usually happens, right? They falter a little bit. They get a heartbreaking loss. But they really show heart and they show grit and they show that they're going to be right back there next year. Right. You know, whether it's Tampa losing to Columbus. The plucky upstarts. The next two out of three. Sure. The plucky upstarts. Us in 1994, uh, right? We lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, come back, win the Cup. I don't know if that's the way this team... Don't tell this team that. Because I don't think this team gives a shit about those things. I think this team is just going to keep on surprising us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am really kind of getting ready for a postseason run that I think can be something you know, super, super You said super they're special. one of the most interesting teams they ever put on the ice, and you're right. And they're definitely the most dynamic. And by that I mean, mm-hmm. like, you just really can't gauge where they're at. Even us as, like, I'm going to say super fans... And, like, anybody who follows this team, um, it's really, really hard to say how they're going to do this playoff run. I feel like we would have had better uh, luck any other year of New, New Jersey Devils history making a, a pick on where they're going to land. And it's uh, that, that, that's something worth pausing and saying, wow, that is a dynamic team. To, to seriously have, like, no crap, like, possible designs on the cup and their ability... That's amazing. With zero playoff experience in the last ten, like ten years, it's it's amazing. And you know, it's it's exactly like you said though. Like we don't know how this team is going to react. Mm-hmm. We know nobody has a clue how this team is going to act and how this team is going to play in the playoffs. So I'm just sticking right now with the. I think they're just going to keep on doing what they've been doing all regular season. And I know it makes me sound like a homer, and I understand that. But I got to call a spade a spade. These guys are good. They're going to go into the playoffs wanting to prove something, and I just don't know if anybody's going to keep them down at least until, you know, maybe you run head-to-head with Boston or whatever happens, happens. But I just think it's going to be uh, night and day compared to the last time these guys made the playoffs, and we went in and lost in five to Tampa. I don't think that's – I think this is just going to be night and day. I'm so psyched for this. Tony, you've been quiet. It's definitely definitely one of the best double teams I've ever seen. you know, and I almost wonder if their playoff inexperience is actually going to benefit them. Like they're they don't know that they're supposed to. I thought about that, know, right? Yeah. yeah, don't tell these yeah, guys they that they're not supposed to be exactly. There. They don't know that you yeah. know. I mean, and, and you can see they have fun. And it's a team that's actually in. You can see the smiles on the ice. There's like a brotherhood there. You know, we always hear about believe culture. In each other. Yeah, yeah. You always hear about culture, which a lot of that you. Didn't, of course, they're going to say. I always say this: culture, culture, culture. You know, I've had I watch teams who have culture, but they they lose every year. You know. Um, but this is definitely well, the, the culture. The culture is losing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Losing culture. Down. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, but with the exactly. Devils, it is the. This is probably one of the best teams I've ever Toronto. seen. Um, and I, I think they can they can go. I mean, I, first of all, no one's gonna. I, there's no way the Devils get eliminated. I feel like this playoff se- series, this seat coming up is they're, they're going to go out in seven games only. This team is not going out in four games. This team is not going out in five games. This team is not going out in sixteen six games. This team is going to be hard to beat four times in a series. The Devils. I really feel that way. I know. I feel. I, I agree with you there. It's it's so hard to see them going out quietly in yeah. any round, first, second, third. You know, it's Stanley Cup. I just don't see them going out easy. And it, 
and and that's what's going to be uh, really interesting. It's hard it's hard to see how it's going to land. And there's things that are going to the I'm things fine. that come into this also is that it is you know we don't obviously by the time people are hearing this we're going to know who they're playing right now. The, you know the games in a couple hours we don't know who they're playing. Um, the injuries is obviously like I was talking to Chris earlier. If we play Florida, I know it's going to be one of those hard hitting. I mean it's going to be. You know, I hope we're not going to see some of our guys go out. It, it, I mean, that's going to be a big thing, you know, is how healthy we can stay out through those playoffs because, I mean, damn, they look good sometimes, don't they? I mean, the Devils are just flying right now. I mean, and they're dominating some of these games now. Where we're seeing this. Well, I've noticed through the course of, I'll say, the last week, week and a half, things have been kicked up a notch. You know, it really has. They've been a lot more physical. They're playing uh, just – at a different intensity. You saw it with that fourth line. I thought Wood had a hell of a game the other night um, against Buffalo. And you're talking about a Buffalo team on that game on Monday night. They had everything to play for. They were, you know, beating everybody the last few weeks. Um, and, and we destroyed them. Like, we didn't even give them any life. It was, you know, they come out, they, I think it was, I think we were either tied or we were up by one, up by two when they scored that the first or second goal, that second goal, I believe, that was like that fluky, Siegenthaler lost his helmet and had to leave and ended up having the guy wide open on the right side. The goal got called back um, also, the, what the first goal was called back, the Buffalo game. Uh, that was theirs, yeah. yes, their their first goal was Off called sides. back. But then, you know, they, so that brings it into a one goal uh, lead for the Devils. It's a fluky goal. How many times do you see a team... They get that bad bounce, and it just starts, okay, here we go. And it, the wheels Oh, yeah, think about the the last year, presses. right? What do you think is going to happen right. last year when we're up 2 oh, nothing and they score, like, what is a, a destined meant-to-be goal when it was called back and they rescore again? I feel like we're right. definitely losing that game last year. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And this year, you know, they go back to that game. Then it gets them within one. It's a, Like I said, that fluky bounce, just weird shit happens. This team didn't stop. They didn't feel sorry for themselves. They just said, okay, we're going to keep on going. And they, they didn't even let it phase them. Like, it, yeah, you're right, Tony. To beat these guys four out of seven, it's going to be really, really hard. Uh, it's going to take something special from the opposition to beat the Devils. Yep. Um, Devils aren't going to beat themselves, not in a series. I think it's really good that they're believing in themselves to this extent where they were like, no, boss, uh, Buffalo's not going to beat us here. And they had that like inner belief there. I want to see them translate that into a game in future rounds, maybe against Boston. Because that's the only team I feel like they sat back in awe of them a little bit last game. And I think they realized at some point, you know, hey, wait a second. We don't have to be in awe of these guys. We got the tools to do it. They could beat anybody. And with that Buffalo yeah, I game, mean, I got, sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to uh, just say like that. If they get through round one, I just think their confidence level will be where it needs to be. Yeah. I mean, now then they'll really start believing, like, you know, yep. you knock the Rangers off or, you know, Florida, it's not as it's not as big of a notch in your belt as the Rangers, but a series win is a series win, mm -hmm. and then you can deal with the Rangers in round two. Yep. But I think any first-round win for this team is going to put a rocket up their ass, and they're going to take it from there. I think that Buffalo win, what that showed us also was you had a team in desperation. The Devils are just... They didn't make it look easy, but they're so damn good now that it didn't matter. Like, it just – I mean, the Devils, I felt like they controlled that game, you know, besides what they meant. They did. They're that team now. They're just so hard to beat. And Buffalo has 
and Buffalo fans have a ton to be happy about. I mean, they really do. They have are the devils set. of last year, right? Yeah, yeah. They're they're the devils of of next next year. They're going to be like the devils were this year. Maybe not that ridiculously no, good. No, because they're so surprisingly um, good this year. But that's a lot to but ask. They for. do have. This kid, Devin Levi, I think is the real deal. Uh, I would actually, and I had texted this to Tony during the, the Buffalo game. I had just written something along the lines of, I kind of wish that Buffalo was making the playoffs because I would like to see this team move forward because they are really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And I think like a year or two down the road, whenever Buffalo gets that and takes that next step, I think those games between us and Buffalo are going to be so much fun because I think that probably will put us as the two fastest teams in the Eastern Conference. Yep. Definitely. So that's going to be a, a lot of fun to watch, and um, we do have some some other news since the season is ending. You know, then it is ending uh, after this week for sixteen teams, and uh, there are a little bit of a little housekeeping. I want to talk to you guys about it. Um, Jonathan Taves done in Chicago tonight is the last night that he is suiting up for the Blackhawks. They came out today and said that, that yeah. they were no longer they weren't going to re-sign him. Uh, you know, he dealt with uh, some post-COVID injury or illnesses and stuff. It's just never quite right this year. Um, and uh, that's, that is going to be, uh, to see Taves either retire or in another sweater next year is going to be very weird. Yeah, end of the era. I really, really like Jonathan Taves. I mean, anybody have any thoughts on that, on him? I, I agree one. with you. It's going to be weird to see him in another uniform. And when I read that tonight, I was kind of – I was surprised, but I think I had heard a little bit, you know, rumblings going on about it. But I mean, this is the and now it's so rare for a dude to stay on the same team long term. It's like you know, for his whole career. I think it's like that's like Bobby was saying with the Bro Door, which obviously the six games he left. But uh, you know, I, this is the time where guys don't stay on the teams for the whole career anymore. So I guess it's not too surprising. I mean, Taves is. I mean, I will say that Taves has been probably the second best captain over the course of the last 10, 15 years, uh, maybe outside of Sidney Crosby. Uh, yeah, he's just, I loved everything about his game. I love him. He's a fantastic face-off guy, a hell of a leader. Uh, it's, I'm bummed about that one. I do like watching Jonathan Taves. I couldn't give a shit about Patrick Kane, but Jonathan Taves I like. Um, and the Pittsburgh Penguins shot themselves in the foot one too many times. 16-year playoff run is over, and they are not coming in. And, uh, you know, what do you think happens with that team? Think they're going to blow it up or try again with the same old core guys? No, no, I think they're going to change that roster. But what about, like, Crosby? Are you going to – I mean, he's not anywhere, right? They're going to try to build around him for the next few years, I would think. He's their jeter. Because I think Malkin might be gone. Yeah, Malkin uh, you know, he's. I know he just signed with them, but he you know, just signed an extension. But he's not making a ton of money, uh, and I don't know how. You know, they just they look this year, and we kind of said it last year in the playoffs. Like, yeah, they're getting up there. How much longer is this window going to be open? They just look really old this. I wasn't year. intimidated by them this year. I mean, not you once. You know, just and that's rare because you know the Penguins always kind of been a pain in the ass for the Devils. So. Sure, and that's the other thing about this season. Like these teams that over the course of probably the last five, six years, um, probably maybe even more, that have just been this thorn in the side of the Devils. Like, we finally have, like, exercised a lot of demons this yeah. season. Like, Pittsburgh was a team. Washington, Washington was a team. definitely. I was us. thinking about them going and into tonight. How, like, they used to be, like, this beast we can't beat. Uh, Ovechkin comes here to break a new record. but Ovechkin's those days are over. Right, I believe. 
Yeah. Why? He why should he? How about Seattle making the play? It's what their second year in existence. They make the playoffs second for the first time. They'll be out right away. Well, the the West is a little bit still up in the air. I mean, we know who's in, but seating is still messed up. Like with the Central, I think it's going to be decided tonight. Um, I think if the Avalanche win, they have it. If I don't know who else is in for the possibility of winning the Central, Edmonton maybe. Yep. Um, but yeah, going back and forth with that stuff. But you know, I think that the West is um, going to be. Uh, uh, I think Seattle is probably the weakest team out of the West going in, out of all of them. But I mean, I would love to see them make a little run. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, you think about this week how much stuff happened. Well, Wood played his over 400 games now. He's at like 402, which is pretty crazy. You know, I mean. Think about a thousand. Wood's been playing four hundred games already. I don't know about you guys, but it just doesn't seem like that to me. Uh, I did like his last he, game though. He looked yeah, really it was strong. Best game of the year by right? far, I think. Um, yeah, you know. definitely. I mean, I mean, that's a great thing to see him like soaring to those heights last game in time for the playoffs. That's beautiful. That's what we need. He was all over the place. Yep. He was huge last game. How about McDavid? Right? I mean, Chris. I mean, that guy. I mean, I mean, look, Jesus. If you if you take Boston Bruins ridiculously historic season and what they've done this year and Connor McDavid and his 150 plus points and you take those two stories away what's the biggest story in the NHL all year yeah. I think it has to be the Devils Definitely. and what they've done right well, I would have to agree so I mean McDavid is ridiculous and I'll tell you there's going to come a time in Edmonton that if they don't at least get themselves into a cup final and give McDavid a chance to win the damn thing. Edmonton's hot right now, though. Edmonton's Edmonton is playing great. Yeah. They're 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 playing they're much uh, playing much more physical than they were last year in the postseason. The biggest I think obstacle for them going into the playoffs last year was goaltending. But you know what, Stuart Skinner, I give him give that kid the uh, uh, the rookie of the year Skinner. award because he's been playing phenomenal. Skinner, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Edmonton, Edmonton's a tough one. And Toronto's um, so I'm much better think, this year. I mean, Toronto, you know, what, they haven't made the playoffs since 2004. Is that, I mean, that is insane, man. Toronto? Yeah. No, I mean, no, the last time they, they won a playoff series the first round. Haven't made it. The last time they won a playoff series, series. Yeah, yeah, it was 2004, okay. which is it. insane. And it, um, they, but they're, but they're, a hot, they're a team that's, they made some really good moves before the trade deadline, and... The, like I have been saying, the Lightning are for the beating right now. The Lightning just don't look the same. I mean, you can never – Vasilevsky, you can never count out. But uh, – That's yeah, very I'm true. of the mindset when it comes to Tampa Bay. Like, they're like Tom Brady to me. I just don't bet against nope. them. Nope. Yeah. It's just that simple. So, going into the series against Toronto, as much as I think that, you know, yeah, Toronto probably is the better team and they probably are going to win it, or at least they have a better shot than they did last year. I still, it's hard for me to bet On against paper, Tampa. yeah. With both teams' yeah, proclivity just... to win and lose, you gotta say it's really crazy to say oh, it's gonna be Toronto all the way. No, Brady has 50 points. You don't even, you know, you don't even realize it. So many guys, right, that fly under 50 the goals. 50 goals. Yeah, 50 yeah, goals. 50 goals. Um, it, I just think they're just well coached, and when you have Vasilevsky and you have those veterans on the team, now, I think the one thing that might be a, a little chink in the armor of, of Tampa is the fact that they've played something like 30 or 35 more games than any other team in the NHL over the last three seasons. Mm. That's got to catch up to you at some point. Yeah. You know? You're talking about over half of a season more than they've played over the course of the last few seasons. That's true. I mean, but that's going to be a fun one to watch. Um, 
Boston Islanders or Boston, Florida, right? That yeah. can go either way. Well, Saturday we'll do that when we sit down, when we finally have it all hammered out and we'll go over our yeah, brackets, do the brackets and we'll talk definitely. about each, uh, each series and where everybody thinks. And um, we're going to start a new game also on Saturday, so that'll be fun. Um, but uh, how about we do a little bit of uh, the, the little awards, the puckers, if you want. Or should we call them the puckies? Puckies. Puck I think the, the puckies. Yeah, sure. What's up, Bobby? Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> Bobby the Brain Pace. Bobby the Brain. I like it. Sitting back, enjoying the expert analysis. Thank you. Did you do your, um, did you do your, your, um, your, my homework? My homework? Yes. I did the the puckeries. Puckeries. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with, and this is only for the devils. So we're going to go Tony, Dan, Bob, me. Uh, unless Dan, did you, did you actually, do you have any of these, Dan? Hmm? So I have the best regular season moment. Yes. Bob, Dan will come up with this shit just by hearing it. Tony, what did you put down for your best regular season moment for this season with the Devils? Um, you know, it's going to sound really silly, but making it to the playoffs and clinching against Buffalo the other night. That was a, I had a buzz after that game where I'm not, and just mentally, I was like, this is just, you know, I had a strategy. Clarify <laughs> Mental that. And physical. Um, you know, I mean, obviously both were there, but it's like, that was, I don't know. The other night, I felt really damn good. When I woke up the next morning, it was, I, you know, I mean, it just felt good to be a Devils fan. Definitely did. All right. Definitely. I like I agree it. with that. All right, Dan. All right. This is crazy because it's like the opposite. I, I think, like, you go back, and honestly, I don't like to give him too much credit, but Miles Wood saying, I'm tired of being a losing team. <laughs> and just speaking for every fan out Great. there, whether he deserved to say it or not. He that, too? No, that's and it, maybe it was total coincidence. And then they go on a 13-game winning streak. And it turned, like, not only the whole season around, but the trajectory of this franchise. And so I got to pick that. Dare you say, dare you say, changed the culture a bit. It changed the culture. this franchise it definitely a bit. changed the culture. <laughs> definitely. No, uh, that's what I'm going to go with because it seemed like, like it. Miles Wood speaks and somehow the world listens. And I love it. And Bobby, best regular season moment. Yeah, so this is going to be a little surprising because there's so many. Tony's was great. I love what Dan just said. You know, I'm actually going to bring it back to, I think it was January 7th, which was the overtime win against the Rangers. By, of all people, Damon okay. Severson, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, we had had the 13-game winning streak, then we lost a few. Then we just kind of were limbo team, you know, win some, lose some. Nothing really great was happening. I think we were something like 3-13 and 13 with an overtime loss in there, which is really bad. You consider yeah, where we definitely. are today point-wise, and we had that bad of a stretch. Yeah. That's awfully amazing. But that win, again, it's the Rangers, right? So that emotional kind of catapult, just like we've been talking about potentially doing in the playoffs, I mean, that sprung us to seven wins in the next eight. And to me, that was the moment in the season where we knew we weren't as good as 13 straight. We knew we weren't as bad as what happened after. And like we talked about last show, where are we in the middle? Are we more, you know, 75% of that, or are we a bad team? And to me, that's where the season really turned around. We won the seven of an eight, then maybe lost a game or two, then won another three out of four, and really just kind of became, you know, the team that we are now. So that's my moment. Five ace. I love it. I like it. I uh, I have an honorable mention uh, I want to put out there. on on So in December, when the wheels kind of fell off and we were uh, lost six in a row and all this other, um, it was not looking good. 
and I brought this game up the other night when we were talking. December 30th at Pittsburgh. It was the last game of the year. It was We were, again, struggling like crazy throughout the course of December. And if you even go to before that game, we had lost, oh my God, like, I mean, it was bad. Like, on December 9th, we lost to the Islanders, then to the Rangers, then to the Stars, then to the Flyers, then to the Panthers, then to the Hurricanes. You had eight in a row. Yeah, that was six. Yeah, six, six. And then we won one, and then we lost to the Bruins twice, and then we beat the Penguins, and then we lost to the Canes, beat the Wings, lost to the Blues, and it goes down and down, and we lost a bunch of games going up to that December 30th game against Pittsburgh. That was the game that we won 4-2 four, uh, four to two that kind of just, I, and Dan and I talked about it on the show, it just flipped a switch for this yep. team. This team came into January and just started playing like they did in the beginning of the year. That game, for whatever reason, whatever was said uh, in that locker room, they came out and just the, the look of the team when they played. You were like, wait a second. The, this is the devil yep. team that was they playing did not in forget. October. Yep. And they, yep. And then we, we were raving about it on the last show. Like, this game can be the catalyst to turn this that team was around huge. and have them. And, and they did. Um, other than that, I have to say the best regular season moment. And I'm just going with the easiest, the, the one I think most average fans would say it's a 13 game win streak. Yeah. I mean, that was phenomenal. I mean, to be able to do that, and so early in the season, yeah. be able to bank all those points, so when you did have those struggles in December, and you still tried to figure shit out at the trade deadline, and you know things aren't might not be as smooth and, and easy-flowing as normally, they banked all those Very true. Points. You know, and, think all the struggling it saved them in, like, that mm-hmm. middle third of the season, that where they, like, yeah. they were sitting comfortable. They didn't have to freak out when they lost three out of five. And they could easily exactly. turn that around to like five out of seven, because they didn't have that pressure on them, and that was great. Yeah, that I thought that was uh, the best part about this regular season, among tons and tons of awesome stuff. Um, the worst regular season moment, Tone. Uh, November one with the Toronto game, but we lost two to one. Um, the first three goals November disallowed. Third. Uh, you know how I know it's November twenty third. Because that's all mine. <laughs> yeah, see, that's I figured this actually. This is. I gotta tell you, I was thinking the same thing. This is probably gonna be everyone's. But you know, we had three goals taken away, which I, I mean, you know, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I, I thought we were screwed in that game, and uh, it felt the next more. It felt ugly at the end. You know, it felt like something happened to the Devils. You wanted to take that. a shower. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it's like the crying hard. game ending. Ah, you know. You love that part. Toronto screwed us over. I. All right, Bob. No, oh, I'm sorry, no, no. I, I was going to say like I, that was definitely on my list, and it was my what might be my first choice. But I will tell you, I was also thinking about this one: uh, the day that the Devils decided that Schmidt, I knew he was going to exactly, say exactly, <laughs> and not Blackwood, should be our, uh, you know, they, they I should, didn't even think about that. Where they where they kind of cast one. away Schmidt, and maybe right. they're bringing him back. I don't know, but I don't think so. And uh, you know, when the, the day they decided that's our backup. That was, I feel like, and I hope it doesn't come to be a defining moment, but maybe the lowest point in decision making in this in this uh, organization. Dan, when I was writing I, mine, I, I swear to God, I said, I bet you Dan's gonna say this from it. I just, I don't know. I yeah, about that they one. sent him back to Utica for the last time. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah, you're definitely right. We, me and you, that one hurt us. Uh, yeah, that was a, a dark, dark moment 
when we just knew when oh it can't be Blackwood can it it can't be no oh yeah. man and it did my third runner up I was thinking about and I don't know if we're doing this I apologize was uh the, the game that he sure got manhandled in in Florida and nobody did anything about it that was like a low point as far as like morale I didn't think it was like the end of the world I knew we could rebound and we did and look at the last game that yeah exactly so but like that was like come on guys it could be better than this you know that's, those are good ones. Those are definitely good ones. How about you, B? Well, I think Dan told me his fourth runner-up was game <laughs> one when Severson jumped over the boards for his first shift. I think he said that was <laughs> his yeah. most hated part of the year. So, uh, Now, listen, um, in a year full of so much good stuff, mine aren't nearly as kind of entrenched in, in what went wrong as some of yours, which are great answers. Mine is very simply game two. Hey, I joined Uncle Parker's. Lindy stuff. Yeah, that's that's number two. Uh, I just didn't get that. It's game two. We're at the rock. We're trying to have fun. I thought it was way overreacting. And that's just a really, you know, low moment in an otherwise exceptional season. So, simple for me. I got you. I have uh, my worst regular season moment. This is what I have written verbatim. Either fire Lindy Chant on game oh. two or Toronto game November 23rd, 2-1 loss to end the streak. That's what wow. I wrote. So I'm with both of you guys. And listen, I understood. And when Severson jumped the over the boards in game one. <laughs> exactly. When Severson signed with this team. But um, I, I, I understood the fans' frustration. Uh, I thought it was a little Bush League to be starting a fired Lindy Chant in game two of the season. I do understand their you know, why they were so upset. Um, Listen, I was frustrated. I mean, opening day, I spent a lot of money to go. You know, it's a big deal for me, and it's it was hard to swallow, but it didn't. It wasn't an effort situation, so I was right. not part of the champ. So, I'm real curious about this next one. I'm um, well, I'm glad that you weren't part of the champ. At least, um, curious about I this said, one. I have a feeling that we might we might have a couple of repeats on this one. So, unsung hero, Tony. I'm going to say Tom. Of the 2022-23 season. I'm going to say Tatar. Um, he's played almost every game this year. Uh, 20 goals, 27 assists. He's a plus-minus. is 41. He's the highest on the team. I think he's been one of those dudes that you can count on this year. I mean, he's the king of the empty netters, too, at the end of the season. Uh, you know, I just literally like him, and I would, ho- I would like to see him back next year if they can. Dan. There are so many great choices here. Tatar is a great one. I mean, you could make an argument that he sure should be one because is anybody paying attention to what a great two-way player he is? I don't know. But, you know, like when I really look at it, it's kind of silly. But because his fortunes, like, go with the Devils, I'm going to say Michael McLeod. <laughs> when he's out, things are a problem. And somehow, look, when he's in, things are things are good. So I'm going to give him that uh, based on just that weird, I can't figure it out why. But this team really is hope, so much better with him. I really hope that he gets. I know he didn't practice again today, so I'm hoping he gets the back face-offs. For the it is it's super yeah, important. That's big, big. So Bob, unsung hero. Yeah. So I put a lot of thought into this one. I kept going back and forth. I, I started with Bastion, and I really mm-hmm. was leaning that way. And then I thought about something. I said, No, this is the unsung hero, and it's proof that if Bastion didn't line up, we win. So he's not unsung. He's the reason we win. So I had to go with the okay. unsung hero. And Tony nailed it. It's Tatar. I mean, this guy done so much, and he's barely talked about. To me, that's a definition of an unsung hero. So, Tatar. All right. Um, my unsung hero is Tomas Tatar. We're going to move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Breakout player of this season, Tony. Mercer. 27 goals, 28 assists. He's playing every game this year. 
He's like, you know, you always know he's going to be in the lineup. Back to same thing with Tatar. These guys are just, you know, they always show up. I feel like, and that's my that's my choice. Dan. Mercer is a great call, but just to back up for a second and think about an alternative, like to that. I mean, it. This is like a kind of a Jack Hughes breakout here. I mean, he, yeah. he's never oh, yeah. attained these heights, and he's lifted his team, and he's got like all the potential. And he's now a legitimate star for the first time on a winning team. Hard to say it's not his breakout year as well, uh, you know. But I totally I'm pretty get sure it. his name comes up in the, one of the questions. All of yeah, us have the same answer about. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, can we just skip the MVP? Yeah, I mean that's right. not has I don't have Jack. Right? No, you don't. No. Oh, okay. okay. So we'll get to you explaining why Vanacek's the exactly. MVP. Exactly. But all right. So so you have um, your breakout player. Are you going with Dan? Are you going to go with Jack? I I mean I. Honestly, I understand why it's it's got to be Mercer, um, just because he really wasn't on anyone's radar league wide before this right. year, and now he he should be, and maybe you know he's he's going to get that after the playoffs a little bit more league wide, and he's had an amazing breakout year. His numbers are crazy, but I mean Jack's attained new heights that he had nowhere near. I mean, we knew he had the potential. If he was just on a better team, and now he is, and it's a breakout year for him, so I'm going with Jack. Okay, I like it, Bob. So I mean, Jack could have been in almost all these categories when you think about it. Oh yeah. And breakout player, we have so many guys. I mean, even Keisher is this, is this not a breakout year to me. It is. I mean, the guy's a fantastic stud centerman. Um, I'm looking at it a little bit differently though, knowing that I can't give Jack all the categories, and this one might surprise you. Um, I'm gonna go with Ball. I didn't. I it just. To me, he was just a guy, and I watched him play last year, and I was like, I know what he's supposed to be, but I don't think he's going to get there. I, I put a lot of thought into Mercer, but to me, I knew what Mercer was going to be. I just really did after seeing him last year. Ball, to me, came out of nowhere to earn that spot. Very and true. to me, he looks like the guy now that he's going to be there, yeah. back there for years. Oh, I yeah. don't think we really have a... Really playing that role. We don't have we a most need. improved player, do we? Now, I was going to tell you guys we should probably do that. If we did, I would give Ball that because through the course of this year, right? I mean, nobody's That's, improved yeah. more than Ball. Because I wanted to no, give Mercer is. this and then say most improved Ball. So I just yeah, forgot I got you. you guys. Yeah, so yeah. jack off, Ball in. Okay. I'm sorry, well, what? <laughs> jack off who? Is this All right. Well, free? okay. So ball's breakout out. player. Um, no, ball's in. You guys, Dan, deep? Bobby, um, Ball's deep. Mm. The breakout player, you guys are wrong. It is Dawson Mercer. So, um, we'll That's a good call. On. I just most, like, you know, look at the other side. Most most disappointing player. Man, there's, it's tough on this team. There's two names it that is. popped in my head. It's tough. There's two guys. Oh, you did? You actually had two. I have two. And one of them, some okay. of you guys aren't agree with. Probably Bobby's not. I think Holtz is a disappointment to me this season. When I saw him, he's only in for 19 games. I, totally I know. I just, here. Yeah. I didn't even think of even include. Yeah. No, uh, but Sharon okay. Govich, I think, was because the, the yeah, hopes I had for him last year were so high. I think he has to be. And I, you know, I feel I keep on hoping he's going to return to I that. I keep form, on but, hoping too, but I know what you mean. But that's my pick. So I mean, Holtz is hard not to be a little disappointed this year. But I'll give him the 19 games only. But Sharon Govich this year has kind of been a bummer. Dan? Okay, so disappointed. To be disappointed, you have to have expectations for this player. So let me tell you, like, I don't want this to people to think like, oh, the most disappointing is in terms of bad. How could you leave certain players like Blackwood, Severson off this list? Well, I'm not disappointed by them because I expected this coming into the season. So I can't put them on this list. So that I have to preface this, make sure people understand. Sure. But, you know, Sharagovich is a, is a good call. I totally get it. And here's one. It breaks my heart. 
And much like Sharon Govich, I hope I'm wrong when the season ends, when the postseason ends. It's Eric Halla. And he's got a lot left on the table. Now, he's shown some good glimmers, especially recently. So I'm, I'm ready for him to make me a liar here. But, you know, right. if he doesn't perform, in the end, it's the only thing you got to look back at Fitzgerald and go, maybe that was not the best move. I mean, just because, in the end, this team, the way it's playing now with the Zaka versus Sahala, where are we at? I'm really hoping that, that Hala's playoff experience helps catapult them and I can take it back because to date I gotta say Hala I hate to say it because I had high expectations it does, it does make sense though I mean for, for what he was as advertised what he was advertised as and what we got and you've seen glimmers of it and luckily a good thing at least offensively yes he did struggle but what you talked about he does do a lot of the other things mm-hmm. but I can totally see what you're saying we were expecting uh, you know, a sniper, mm-hmm. uh, a third-line centerman to score 25 goals and, and really secure that bottom six for us. And he's done it to an extent, and I think he has, like you said, the table set. Table is set. So the Correct. playoffs come, he needs to come in, and he can do it, and I think he will. Yep. So, But I do like that answer. Um, uh, Bobby, most disappointing player of this season. Well, here's the good news. It actually took me a while think of somebody outside of Blackwood I don't share the disdain for Severson you know so much so in a season this good I I had a problem thinking about who it was and then it came to me like a light bulb there's a reason I wasn't thinking of this person because this person is invisible to me and that is Sharon Govich I I think it's just a miserable year for him he's just got so much more to offer and I don't even know where he is he's out there he's soft um don't like his game lately and if it were to me he's not even on the playoff lineup yeah, I mean the first thing to do when I came when I was thinking about these when I got to the disappointing player Blackwood was the first person that came into my head and then I went through the exact same train of thought that line of thinking that Dan did. Am I really disappointed? Like I wasn't expecting anything, so no, I wasn't disappointed. So once again, the correct answer is Sharon Govich. Sharon Govich is the most disappointing player this year, which is crazy when pretty much all four of us can take the entirety of this team and really just narrow it down to one dude that really hasn't been pulling his weight. And this is a dude that, for all intents and purposes, if we have Lazar healthy, Bastion's healthy, Boquist's healthy, all these guys, McLeod's healthy, Sharon Govich is in the lineup. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so those are... And then we all, of course, have for the MVP, of course, it is... Well, we have Jack Dan. Yeah, I think you have uh, VTech? Yeah, I'm going to take him. And I'll, here's why. I mean, there's the first like, time yeah. we have a 30 game winner in a goaltender since Marty Rodor. That's huge, okay? He's been solid night after night with small exceptions. What, one at one or two out of like how many starts this year that you really were not happy with? I mean, that Rodor didn't give us, you know, goaltending on that caliber on a nightly basis more than Vanacek has. And it's been overlooked. He's got a quiet demeanor. He's got a a team and a front office that doesn't really fully appreciate him, in my opinion. But he's gone out there and start after start and give given the Devils a chance to win. And, you know, like he's done it quietly. He's done the early saves, the ones that really help you win. You know, he's done the saves that when it counted the most. And he's, he's come up huge. And I feel like um, this is not a playoff team without the goaltender we brought in this year. Let's just look at it honestly. We went out and said, okay, our goaltending sucks. We played five or seven goalies. How many goalies did we have last year? It was ridiculous. Seven. Yeah, it was, it was a joke. 
And, you know, who, who's different this year? Him. Who's different? Yeah. It's one guy. Yeah. It's Vitek Vanacek. What's, what, what's the denominator? Exactly. And, it's Vitek. You know, so, yeah. like, you know, you can be uh, a little quiet on him if you want. Even his own team is sleeping on him a little bit, and that's fine. But I look at this and go, wait a second. There is one guy has has been totally different from last year to this year and has made the biggest impact, and I'm taking him. You know, you can even put Nico into that bracket even, Jay's, this year. Looking back, you know, before the season, too, when, when we acquired him, I was surprised, like, how that didn't get the traction it should. I was psyched. Right. I'm like, does anybody realize we, like, we got a legitimate number one now? And it just meant so much. And, you know, we weren't really doing this yet, so we didn't really get a chance to kind of talk about it and dissect it. But we knew it was huge then. It's obviously huge now. I think it's a great call. Dan, I just think, and we also haven't had a player – of Jack's ability, you know, to, to, to we've had some high scores. We've had, you know, Ilyasha Love, of course, from Parisi, and Kovalchuk no, was great. And it, but yeah, Jack, there's something about his, his mystique and the way he carries his team. But you're not wrong in picking Double V, man. I don't He's think awesome. any of those those guys, as great as they've played for this team and the numbers they put up, I, I don't think anybody. I think that we have just scratched the surface of the greatness of Jack Hughes. And yeah. I think when the book is written, he will be going down as one of the greatest devils of all time. I really oh, definitely that. agree. I mean, this this dude is just so good. And you know that he is chomping at the bit for next week. Uh, you know, he wants to play, He wants to be the best player out there at all times. Um, now, I know the lineups came out for tonight's game, and you guys said that uh, Mackenzie Blackwood yeah, was starting. And Akira Smith is up, and he is backing him up. So Vanacek is street clothes tonight. You just get yourself some nice rest and uh, get ready for Monday or Tuesday. And I like that. But, um, you know, you don't want him. You want to rest him tonight and then Blackwood, you know, fucking pull something in warm-ups and you got to put Vanacek in. Uh, so I like that Schmid is up there. We don't even have to worry about goaltender getting hurt in any way. But, uh, you know, the, Vanacek has done quietly for this team. I mean, he, he's never in the conversation, right? It's it's Sharon Govich. I mean, not Sharon. It's uh, Sturkin. It's uh, you know Vasilevsky. It's um, Sorokin. Yeah, Sorokin and Soros and all these guys. That Omar. Are, you know, big, it, 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 yeah, oh, oh, forgot about him. Uh, you know, Omar and uh, the guy up in Winnipeg, Halifax. Yeah. And and yet, Vanacek's numbers are right there. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he's top. He's over thirty wins. Uh, you know, his numbers are there. He is. I don't think this team makes the playoffs without Jack Hughes, but I know for a fact they don't make it without that. Exactly. That's a good assessment. Yeah. yeah. I don't, you know, obviously we don't have the time to watch it. all the other teams as much as we watch our own. And all the highlights you can watch on NHL tonight aren't going to show you everything. I don't know how many other teams have had the benefit of getting that, that super one save that B gives you every single game. You know what I mean? The difference between... Yep. Winning and losing is that one save, that one goal. He was huge that last like game lot, with Buffalo, too. He was. Yeah, and he does it every game. You yep. know? And of course, he's had a couple games where he lost every goal he's going to lose. But you're right. His numbers are great. He doesn't get much attention for it. Uh, all you hear are those other goalies you mentioned. So, yeah, um, love the guy. He's, he's, he's ready for the playoffs, too. So excited to see how they yeah. use him in the playoffs. I, I wonder how much work he's going to get. If they're going to be like, okay, all this bullshit's over. We're going to ride him. And if he can respond, him. I have no idea. I don't know if they're going to ride think, him if, and if he can respond. I really hope so. I don't know either, but I think that's what they should do mm -hmm. um, is that, you know, all right, the, the other two guys, 
should not get any ice time after tonight. That's how I feel. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and I don't trust his coaching staff. I think they completely intend on putting Blackwood in some playoff games. I think the only way you should but, see the uh, backup come in is if you're down 5 nothing and you're trying just to milk the last third period to get to the next game. That's yeah. you know, something like that. that. I, I, yeah, exactly. For some some reason like that. Maybe but, up you know, three maybe. games to zero. You want to give them a rest, especially if it's a back-to-back. <laughs> Right. And that's about it, you know, as far yeah, as a if start, you're, if you're, you know. If you are lucky enough to have yourself in a situation where you're up three games to none, you know, maybe. And that's me going maybe. out on a limb, because there's no way um, Marty Bordeaux would have been like, oh, no, I don't want to play game four. Oh, the clincher? Yeah, come no, on. please. Put, uh, <laughs> Put Schwab in. Slappy backup <laughs> at, the, at the time. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, but, you know, I, I just kept thinking about the playoffs. And I know on Saturday's show it's going to be playoff centric it's all we're going to talk about but why not the devils and why not now like yeah. I, I the more i think about everything they've done this season and like i said earlier like they've done nothing but surprise us throughout i think that they're gonna just keep this thing rolling yep i really do i mean, I mean why the hell why not? the hell not and listen we're not the only four people that are sitting here when they when they, when they really sit back and go wait a minute in a four game series or i'm sorry in a seven game series like are the Devils actually going to lose four out of seven to anybody? I've heard it before. I see it on social media. It's a really good question. And Not the easily. rebound that we've had, the, the points, this isn't a joke. This isn't like a, a blip. This is real. No. This is what happens the, when teams become really good. We're there now. So, yeah. This is what happens when the rebuild is over yep. and what we, you know, and this team clicked. And like I said, maybe we would have seen, maybe we would have been playing meaningful uh, hockey in March and April last year if we had consistency behind, between the pipes. That's maybe. Maybe if somebody had just, you know, just saved, got us, you know, 10 more wins or, or whatever. Even then, we didn't uh, have the depth. We, and so, like, if we squeaked no, no, in, been, if we squeaked in with some good goaltending, it would have been, like, a very gone. fragile team. One guy yep. goes out and we're sunk. This this and, team has so much depth. I mean, we just got Lazar yeah. back. It's just fantastic. So, I'm, I'm really and excited. I was, the physicality... No, I was just going to say, like, the physicality and the grit mm-hmm. and, and the lack of it uh, is something that does concern me. Um, but I just sit there, like I said before, like, everything else that we thought this team couldn't do, well, they can do it. So, if they need to turn it up a notch, I've seen Timo Meyer's yes. been playing much more physically. He has. Finishing uh, every check. Core, every check. And you see, and that, and that rubs off. It does. Man. And that's something that... These other guys yep. are looking around. And, it's just an you know what? I spiral. Do that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so why not the Devils? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all season, right? I've enjoyed this ride, and now that it's here, I, you know, I. It's so easy for me to sit there and go, "Oh God, if we play this team, they're gonna fucking beat us." And da, 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 da. and there's two teams though. The more and more I think about it, that I'm like, you know, who's gonna beat them four out of seven? And that's us in Boston. I just don't know in the Eastern Conference any. Uh, I don't think that there are two better teams in the Eastern Conference. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And and I, I mean, if we get into a final and it's against Boston, I I think we got a shot. Uh, I think so too. I think a it's shot. a coin flip at worst. Yeah. You know, to you know, and who knows the how these teams are going to be? You know, a month and a half from now, or a month a month from now. You know, health wise. You know, I mean, yeah. all it takes for Boston is an injury. You know, Pasternak goes down, or Olmark goes down. Olmark and Swayman go down. Olmark, Swayman, and Pasternak go down. That'd be awesome. You know, to your point about, Play, <laughs> to your point about depth 
Um, what, what, Bobby? To your point about depth, when my kid came home today, he wanted to see the lineups real quick, and he read them to me. And I actually made this statement. I know a lot of guys are wrestling because it's the last game and all that. But I actually made a statement. I was like, oh, good. They moved Timo up to the second line. So just think about that for a second. We've got Timo Meyer on the third line again, right? Uh, that what? depth is incredible. And there was a, there was a um, part on a, one of the NHL radio shows today, and they were talking about the top three teams in each conference and their depth of scoring. And it wasn't an, an, an analysis of which one's better. It was more of a question of what are you more comfortable going in with. And unfortunately, they went through all five teams except for the Devils, of course. But they had highlighted like Boston, for example, and they said after, um, not Marchand, um, uh, Pasternak. Bergeron? Oh, it's like a 45-point drop-off to the next guy. Definitely. And and then it then it rounds on the 70s and 80s. And then, there's the, and then there was, you know, Tampa Bay was kind of like that. Um, Edmonton with you know 200 point guys and then kind of drops we know that the Devils have a little more even scoring too and it just got me thinking about Boston and I'm like wow 60% of their outcome comes from that guy I know let's shut them down you know and I'm not going to get into all the old line juggling and all that kind of stuff but it did get me thinking like Nancy again, Kerrigan. I know how good Boston is they're having you know, obviously the best <laughs> NHL season but in the playoffs you, you can zone in on a guy like that Definitely. Yeah. And, and know, we have Dan more said, second and third line power. So, You know, Dan had said early on, and I, I remember this, um, we were talking about this team at that point, you know, can these guys make the playoffs was the conversation we were having. And, uh, you know, we didn't know how good this team was yet. We didn't know the depth that this team was going to uh, have at this point. And I, I remember, you know, Dan saying the problem in the playoffs, and I'm paraphrasing, is that every team takes away your best guys. So you need that secondary scoring. So you know Jack and Nico, they're going to be taken away. And who else do we have on this team to really step up? And this was before the 13-game win streak and, you know, Meyer. And Mercer, and yeah. Mercer, yeah, everybody else feeling their, themselves and, and doing what they did this year. Tatar, but everybody. if you do that to Pasternak, you definitely do now kind of level the playing field, so to speak, Absolutely. when it comes to Boston. Other than their goaltending, which Olmark and, and Swayman are the best one-two punch I've ever seen, um, either guy can be starting for a Stanley Cup champion. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be – but they're really uh, – I look at the Rangers, Toronto. Toronto is a team that if I feel like if they can get by Tampa, they can maybe make a little noise. Sure. Um, the Rangers, again, I don't see the Rangers as this giant threat. Uh, maybe maybe you know, they'll prove us wrong if we get them next week and they knock us out. But I just think that when it comes to the Eastern Conference, Western Conference is very difficult. There are a lot of good teams there. Um, no clear, I like, think the, you know, like super teams. Yeah, I, I just I think when it comes to the, the East, it's... Florida scares me. Many, Florida scares me. Florida, there are a lot of teams that do scare me. Florida definitely scares me. Matthew Kachuk has got this team playing on a physical level. And if you look at the last year, you know, they won the President's Trophy. Tours, but they, I think they won round one, and then they, they got swept in round two to Tampa. Um, I think they scored four goals the entire season. And now they have that goalie in there, Lion, now, who's been killing Lion is in. Um, uh, what is it? What um, is the hell's the starter's name? Um, Bobrovsky yeah. is that yep. who's yeah. so he, is he is he injured or are they just they're riding lions? Yeah, and he's like thirty year old okay. goalie. He's but he's man, he's been killing it for them. I think it's played. Like, I think he's like thirteen and like I don't know, it's like eight or seven. But he's been you know they're they're playing. He's going to ride him out. And, I heard. You know, you, you take a team like Florida, who 
everybody had these huge expectations for last season, and then they get swept by Tampa. And but they changed and made themselves better as far as what was it that got us beat? It was a lack of physicality. It was that lack of you know timely scoring, situational hockey kind of bullshit. And what Matthew Kachuk brings, he brings all of that in one package. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we get more scoring? How can we get stronger? How can we get tougher? How can we change the attitude of these guys to play as if every game is Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals? Go get Matthew Can I tell you something, I Chris, mean, this dude crazy. is amazing. Kachuk, you look at the Kachuk brothers. They're the, first, they're the first two players. They have 75 points each. And 100 penalty minutes. The only t- they're the only two in the league this year that have that. These guys are. You watch Brady Kachuk play. I was just talking to Chris about this guy. I I'm a big Brady Kachuk fan. Could you imagine him on the devil? That's the guy right now that would just put us over the top. I would think we would be unbeatable with a guy like that. I thought that we'd be unbeatable with Matthew. Yeah. Kachuk. Oh yeah. I didn't want Johnny Gaudreau last year. Yeah. I wanted yeah. them to make a push for Matthew Kachuk, and you know, we were t- we we talked about this a lot. And you know when that steam started rising a little bit like holy shit Fitzgerald is because I think there's even some type of weird relation between yeah there's a there's a relative somehow yeah there's some so it was like kind of like well okay maybe he's got the in like his second uncle or whatever's general managing maybe we're gonna get this guy ah he went to Florida um and I look I'm happy with Andre Pilot, and would we have think, would we have know, Meyer if we if we would have got Goudreau I don't know would, would they have picked him up point probably. no probably not probably not definitely not if we had Matthew Kachuk we definitely yeah. wouldn't have Meyer. I don't think they would have been looking for a, another big power forward um, like Kachuk. But Florida does scare me. Um, I think we are a little bit deeper than them. Definitely. I think a seven-game series, and I said it before and I still stand by it, we can beat them, but we're going to come out considerably weakened on the other side. I can blue a little bit with that uh, team. You know, so I, I, I still want the Rangers. But like I said, Saturday we'll delve into everything. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see if even uh, that's on the table. Yeah, so that's the deal tonight, though, series. right? If, if we're, if we're kind of rooting for Florida to take down the Hurricanes, so all we need is a point to win, our, our reward is to play Florida. Yes. Right, so I'm and just kind of – I'm hoping that us and the, and the Canes tonight just win. Just we beat them. We win. Canes win. Canes can Just go because it seems like that's where the season's been going all year. Right? It's kind of like yeah, what's yeah. just right. Yeah, I mean, I it's almost like first. wrong to see <laughs> I can't uh, not Hurricanes uh, passed over at this point. And you know At what? This, we we kind of feel destined to play the Rangers, so I'm I'm okay with it either be, way. It's got to be the Rangers. Mm-hmm. I'm this okay team? with it either way. I'm just saying I don't want to wish for something and Same you know then be like, oh Christ, now we oh, got to sure. play them because either way, it's a hard always, round. No, there's I, always I, that, I'm agreeing that with you definitely. No like, matter I'm okay who you, way, it's whatever. No matter who you wish to play, it can come up and bite you. Remember, yeah, we, uh, remember we wanted to play Carolina at one time a couple years ago. What happened to the Devils? Yeah, I mean, I, I know lots of times that I've looked at this these teams coming in, and it, it, well, not even the Devils, but just like regular playoff series, and I think, and I have, you know, I can go over 15 reasons of why this team is going to win the series, and the other team just completely yeah. demolishes yeah. them. It happens all the time. So, I mean, uh, it's either way. I mean, just how freaking great was this season? Amazing I mean, I just season. don't want it to end in a, a, a little poof. You know, for, for a bunch of guys like us that have seen – the glory years, you know what I mean, and how many great teams we had, and even great teams that shit the bed in the playoffs. We had a lot of first round exits, sure, in between oh, yeah. those cups, second right. round. But we've seen some fantastic teams, particular to me, come to mind that kind of that 2000 2001 couple years because mm-hmm. we were both offensive and defensive, kind Loved of really it. all around. Mm-hmm. But this kind of the, the record that's we kind can of break. the only that that's kind of the only past devil team that you can maybe, uh, you know 
juxtapose this one, this year's team with, right? 2000, 2001. And even that, yeah. the talent here is bigger. The talent here yeah, is better. It's, it's a deeper team still, yeah. Yeah. which is crazy. It is. Um, I just, uh, you know, the, that team was riding on uh, an offense that was really flowing and doing great and uh, a defense that was so experienced. And we don't have that experience on defense, but our right. offense is so much more dynamic. So it's really yeah. hard to figure out how yeah. like that 2001 Devils team compares to this team. Sure, and, because we've know, also never did. led the league yes. in comeback goals. <laughs> many right, games exactly. Come back two, three goals to win. Exactly. And that's so another the thing dynamic about team. this team, that this team is just, there's never quit. They don't, it doesn't matter. They're going to play 60 minutes. Um, and that, it's tough to get a young team that mentally prepared for an 82-game season and to be able to do what they did and all throughout the season with made mostly consistent uh, play. And they just, they, they've done it. They've, they're, they're so much beyond their years. Why the hell not? Even what we talked about with that blowout game wasn't a Toronto where they were going to get shut out and, like, Keisher got that goal. Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg, sorry. I mean, yeah, that wasn't a win, but that was a small victory. Like, that meant something to them. You just that knew it did. They just right? kept pressing. And uh, that's that's just powerful. Mm-hmm. Let's just hope we don't get shut out yeah. tonight. That would suck, right? That'd be kind of weak. So, <laughs> so since it's getting around time for puck drop, how about um, a little guys want to play a game? Yeah. Guys want to play Devil You Know? Um, uh, yeah, let me just uh, yeah, set that Yeah, it's Thursday. Up. It's Devil You Know Day. Uh, it is? Hold on. It is. Okay. It, what what day is I'm it? I'm walking off the show. Today is Devil You I'm Know Day. I'm asking questions today. Okay. Well, if it's double, you know, day, then, you know. Shall we play a game? Buckle up, boys and girls. It is time for the Devil You Know on the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. Who is this band playing there? <laughs> That's really funny. The Ex Ambassadors is the name of that band. Yeah. Thank you, um, Ex Ambassadors. <laughs> <laughs> We've totally us. improved your song. Chris even played a kazoo at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was something that I played. But uh, so the rules of the devil, you know, is um, well for tonight. Tony will be asking us questions about any former devil, anybody that played with this team at any point, and he's going to give us clues. We can shout out our answers. We are allowed three incorrect answers before we are eliminated. We can ask Tony any questions that we want about the player and he can or cannot refuse to answer it um we've done this now this will be our sixth time we've had john van beesbrook sean burke jim mckenzie miles wood and sergey breland um tony who has apparently is like nostradamus here picked miles wood and sergey breland within the first clue so good thing you're going to be giving us the clues today tone so just so the audience understands that i have zero correct yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna wait until we were all done. I feel like I'm gonna go, continue but, but that. But no, speak. you don't have any. Dan has one. Um, I have two, and Tony has two. Mm. And Tony oh, has two in a row, and next week he can go for three in a row. So you could pull into Mr. a tie T, for first, first person to three in a row has to leave the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was probably starting hard. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, T. Okay. Um, Neil okay, Brown. This player, this player was drafted in 1987 supplement draft. 87 supplement by the North draft. Stars. Eighth overall. 
eighth overall by Minnesota. Okay. Is it is it Randy McKay? It's not Randy McKay. No, it's not Randy McKay. I mean that doesn't count as one of my questions. Do you have another question? Oh yeah, I got you one very good. Yeah. Game over, guys. We just had to guess. You guys lose. I get the points. Okay. He played four seasons with the with Minnesota. Okay. Okay. He was traded to the Washington Capitals in 91-92. He only played two games with the team, so he left with an injury and was left, left exposed in the 1992 expansion draft. Okay. He was claimed by Tampa Bay. In 92. Yes. Want me to keep on okay. rolling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played two and a half seasons with Tampa and then was traded to New Jersey with Danton Cole. Uh, for Alexander Sumac. Sorry? Jimmy Langenbrunner? No. no. He was He's traded too young. for Alexander He was traded with Danton Cole to the Devils with a, for uh, Alexander Simak and Ben Hankinson. And what year was that? That was 90... Uh, that was 95. 95. So 95, he came over from Tampa. When was that 94, trade? 95, so it was expansion draft. No, I... No, the trade that brought... Yeah, that should have been 94, I believe. So the trade happened in 94. No, wait, no. Actually, you know, because he played half the season with Tampa that year, so it would have been, you're right, so it was 95, because he won, yeah, because he won the cup with them in 95. So he was with the Devils when they yes. won the cup in 95? Yes. I think okay. I got it. Okay. Go ahead. Sean Chambers. Yes. Wow. That is fantastic. That's a great one. Yeah, and Sean Chambers, you know, you know, Chambers, you know, what's funny is, and so another one, I will read the rest of the clues if you guys want. We'll just do that. Um, so, obviously, he won the Cup with the Devils uh, in 95. He also, if you remember, he scored two goals in that game four. He also set up Jimmy Dow for his goal in game two. Yes. The game winner. Oh, okay, game two goal. Um, he's the only player selected in the draft, in that draft, to uh, supplemental draft to ever win a Stanley Cup as a player. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, like I said, yeah, let me see here. Oh, I know he has the lowest overall rating of any athlete in the sports video game NHLPA hockey ranking. That's so one. unfair. <laughs> That's so unfair. He was so he solid. Was, he yeah. was so like typical of a devil, yeah. solid player. Never gonna be like you know, dancing around with Mario Lemieux in those games. But I mean, he was so solid. Yeah, he was. What gave it? Uh, what gave you the? Because uh, clue that kind of put you. Over I was there. thinking about his history of the teams he played on, and. Okay. Yeah, and like that draft and where he was at, and um, there was like wow, I well because at first Sean I was Chambers. thinking like uh, Washington. It made me think of Stevens, but I knew that was all Stevens, wrong. Yeah, and uh, I was thinking, uh, who else would we ever get that had a Washington connection? And that's what got it for me. Okay, right. see sometimes yeah, I don't know what to pull because I don't know like if like I remember the '80s a little bit when I started watching my grandfather. So I don't right. know. If I, there's some players who were. No. Obviously, superstars, but they were important to that team. Sometimes I don't know like how deep to go. Sometimes I don't know, like I don't think I'll do very well with eighties. Yeah, because there's some guys that were important to the organization, but to anybody else who's yes. not a Devils fan, you wouldn't really know who they are. You know. I mean, I've but it admitted, is only for us. I've so. admitted. I mean, I did not get into the Devils till that '94 run. So anything before that, I have absolutely no, no clue. No. Okay. Which is why I put Langenbrunner at ten years. Well, that's what I kind of try to do. I kind of think like '94 up. I try to go with, you know. Right, that. and that's how you get your Sean Chambers. I mean, yeah. what was his last year with the Devils? Anybody remember? Was it, Nobody, was it 95? 
He went to Dallas. No, I think 96 he played, 96 I believe. Also. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. The, but the year we didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. he. Yeah, uh, but I, think he, I think his last last team he played with was Dallas. Okay. That's a good one, guys. Very well done. Um, I like that 87 one. to 2000. So, so. That was a good pick, Colin Diggs. So, all right. Uh, well, how about we get this show wrapped up, and then we go watch Devils play Game 82. And so exciting. And hopefully... We will know by the time our little beautiful heads hit the pillow tonight. No injuries. Who we are playing. No injuries. That's Fuck the score. Key. No injuries. Bench everybody. I don't care if you forfeit the game. Just go. Don't even play tonight, no guys. That's. I would have been fine with that. I would have been fine. I will tell you the attendance does not look injuries. too hot at this one. For real? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of empty seats right now. So we're on the team. That's uh, early though. These guys always get there. You know, see how it is by the end of the DC first. traffic Usually right now. Yeah, you know, a lot of... Oh, it's down there. Yeah, That's right. Down. I was thinking it was up to No, us. we had oh, our last home game. We're in the done. Capitol. We're not in That's the right. Capitol. I, I, yeah, I and that was kind of nice. You no. see them giving their jerseys away to the fans? Yeah, that was very nice. Uh, you know, this, Most of those fans—they they look like they didn't deserve the jersey. That's, that's another thing. I, I I think maybe we can touch on this real quick before we wrap it up. If you guys are okay with that, but like, do you guys feel the same way about this as I do? Like the our fans for these players—they have to be off the fucking chain, right? Yeah, I hope they so. They have got to be rabid animals. I mean, in that especially building. the likelihood is we're going to yeah. play the Rangers. It's like. Uh, it's yes. like three to two odds are that we're going to play the Rangers yeah, exactly. going into tonight. And, yeah, and so like I feel like okay, if that's the if that's the team we're playing, it is super important to represent at home. Yeah, because you know you want home ice advantage, but you know a lot of us Devils fans were thinking if you didn't win home ice, who cares anyway? Because you're never really playing at home, and it's a good road team. And but like we're at home, we got home. Let's let's start a new era with this great new team. And be super, uh, you know, in your face, and uh, let them know they're in New Jersey. If the last 10, 12 games are any indication, that's not going to be a problem. Obviously, it will be drowned out a little bit if it's the Rangers. We can't help but to have a third or more be Ranger fans, but there's yeah. got to be louder. Yep. You know? Just as long as when we go to the Garden, we have equal amounts of Devil fans. Like you say, like a third. I want a third Devil fans. Now, last time that we played in the Garden, there were tons of Devil yeah. fans. There was a good, let's that go That would Devil be nice fan. to see. There was, yep. like, that was awesome. So, I would love to see that come playoff time. Just be off the chain. I want our fans to just be rabid animals that will, you know, throwing shit on the fucking ice. I want fights breaking out. I want it to be 1972 Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> Hockey mayhem. Yeah. That's what I want. I see yeah. that a lot of people bitching about the ticket prices. I guess it's like 500 bucks for seats, I guess. Which yeah, is expected, stupid. I guess, though, in the playoffs. It gets some really high there. No, it, no. that's crazy. It's, it is crazy. Completely budge, put, budgeting you know, normal fucking people out of being able to Yeah, and those are your rabid fans, by the way. And that's first yeah, round, exactly. you know. I mean, yeah, it, it, you know, even when we were going all the time and the team was in the playoffs all the time, I always tell everybody, yeah, I went to every playoff round until the final round could never get tickets right and like i said maybe we could have literally spent the money but at our age i didn't have a thousand dollars for one ticket right um so they priced me out and now as an adult i'm always i'm not going like oh, you dude, should double, double to... the regular ticket price for the first round that's how it should be yeah, even 200 more. bucks up whatever 300 but when it starts getting to 500 bucks that's insane when you're looking around like you know i have two kids if i want to take my wife and two kids to newark to watch the Devils, yep. 
I don't give a shit if it's a Tuesday night against the fucking Blues in February, right? It's a five hundred dollar night. Absolutely. By the time you're done with the tickets and you're parking. fucking driving up there, parking, you know, who wants a hot dogs, who wants beers, who wants this and that, and then you're in for five hundred, five hundred fifty dollars. I'm sorry, for me to spend that kind of money on a, a, a sporting event is, to me right now, it's like that's just insane. Like, because I know what'll happen. I'll spend all that money, and we'll all go, and we'll have time, and have a good time. Devils will lose, and I'll just be pissed that I wasted five hundred bucks to watch yeah. them lose. Hey. So I got I got to share one thing with you guys too. In in the world of woulda, coulda, shoulda, um, I had two games circled on the calendar potentially to take my boy up to right, and neither one of them came to fruition. The first was the win against Carolina, where we got in the playoffs. I'm like, oh goddamn, how cool would it have been to have been there? And the yeah. other. Was fan appreciation last night, which not only saw Jack break the record, but Luke come up like he would have ate that shit up, man. And I'm like, God damn it, why didn't I go to this game? That's awesome that you, you know, that this is going to be like probably the first real season that he remembers. Yeah. You know, and it's been just an amazing season. So that's awesome that you guys can always share. I'm just a dick for not doing it. (laughs) You know, look, I mean, me and my son, we've been planning to go to games all year and we never got up to one. And I could have gotten tickets for, you know, at that time, for a regular season game, twenty five bucks, I can get in most uh, games, and I just I didn't go. I just by the time my schedule and everything, it's just so hard to get up there at this age, you know, uh, this point in my life. I but think anyway, we should look at the that, possibility I, of maybe doing a simulcast, one of the playoff love, games. You know, like that would be kind of crazy. I don't know how we do that. Just we'll you know, look I took my out. daughter up to the uh, to the game. I think it was two years ago to the Penguins game and the Senators game up in up in Newark. She was she was one. It's awesome, man. You know, yeah, she's at she the perfect like age where she couldn't get away, so you can like kind of keep her, you know, where she's not going to be crawling all over the place. Right. And uh, it was just, you know, I mean, it was just a very cool experience. You know, um, my wife, she'd never been. She'd been to some Lightning games when we were in Tampa. She'd been to Sweden. She saw the Devils play in the Global Series. We went out to that. But just when she went to Newark, she got she like was around a bunch of Devil fans. I will say Sweden was packed with Devils fans. It was crazy. That's awesome. Elias, Elias was basically like the speaker for the Devils. He was there the whole time. Like he was like doing all these speeches there. It was awesome. But uh, he put a nice little message out on Twitter that. or whatever for for Jack. Yeah, that was pretty. He's cool. very class the whole um, way through. Yeah, uh, there, there's no other word to describe Love that guy. Patrick He's Elias in class. Get in the yeah, Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah. Do you think he'll make the NHL Hall of Fame? He should. He should, but you know the way to, I, I was at the at the Hall of Fame this this summer, and it was the second time I've been back since. Uh, oh, I think I was there maybe '97 or something, and you know I, I was really disappointed with the representation of the Devils in the in the Hall of Fame, and I feel like you know the NHL has really, I mean, if you go and and you walk around, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It's it's a minimum amount of stuff. Like it's well, how many players do the Devils have in the Hall of Fame? Two. Yeah, I mean, right? You got. I mean, is, you know, yeah, McGillney's not even in the Hall of Fame. No, 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 Niedermeyer, nothing. Yeah, McGillney's not in the Hall of Fame. So, like, if if like Scott Niedermeyer's not in, like, I don't know if Patrick Eliash makes it in. No, I mean, and it's it's so, kind of crazy because any other franchise with that kind of record, those guys would have been in. I'm sorry, it's just the way yeah. I feel. Mike Ruff put it into perspective the other day, and it was right after one of our shows where we talked about how much credit Eliash deserves for what he did with the teams he was on. But Mike Rupp put it down. He, he went inside the locker room a little bit, and he said, you know, with Lou Lamarillo and the coaching staff, there were certain things they couldn't do. Like, there were certain ways the forwards weren't allowed to cross through the slot and do all these things to be kind of creative. He's like, what Ilyash was able to do with those parameters set to him yes. 
He's like, that's got to translate to 125, 135 points in today's game. That's, that's how good amazing. he was. Yep. He said he should be yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. And Mike says it, I agree. Yep. And how selfless how he selfless. is. Oh, yeah. um, there were 11 devils that have been enshrined in the Hockey Hall of Fame, but they're, they're not all enshrined as devils. These are 11 people that played at one point, at least, for the devils. Mm. And that's uh, Vacheslav Fetisov, who I'm guessing went in as a Red Wing. Right. Uh, Peter Statsny. Mm. So then we got Scott Stevens. He went in as a devil. Igor Larionov completely forgot yeah, he played seriously. for the Devils. Red Wing. Doug, Doug Gilmore. Scott Niedermeyer is in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, okay. Good. Brendan Shanahan. Now, who did Brendan Shanahan? You think will go in? You know, he he went in with the Red Wings. I'm wings. sure. With the yeah. with Detroit. Yeah. Um, Joe Newendike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dallas. Uh, Dallas. Phil Housley, Buffalo. Right. Dave Andrewchuck, Buffalo. Yeah, which is kind of arguable because he had some great success with us too. He had. To, I, I loved him on a, on our team. I mean, he had a great resurgence mm-hmm. in New Jersey. He really did. And and, and, and Marty is uh, the last one. Mm-hmm. So out of those, it's Stevens, Niedermeyer, and Marty that actually went in as Devils. Right. And I didn't even think they had two. And I'll tell you what, if you go walk around in the Hall of Fame in Toronto, you're going to be like kind of bummed as, the, as a Devil fan going, yeah, man, this chip on my shoulder is real. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, we definitely have one. And you know what would make that chip just a little bit smaller? Yeah. Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. That's right. <laughs> Stanley Cup yeah. win. So, Raise help. before we wrap this uh, evening up and we go watch uh, Game 82 and get ourselves all set for our playoff preview on Saturday, anything else anybody wants to share? Sounds good. Now's the time. The conch shell is yours. Sharing is caring. Yes, sharing is caring. All right. So, this is um, the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devil podcast for. Dan, Bobby, Tony, my name is Chris. Thank you guys so much for checking us out today. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to reach out to us on social media, just Google Uncle Puckers and you'll find us on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else. If you want to send us a message, unclepuckers at gmail.com. We read all emails. If you have any questions, critiques, concerns, or comments, please drop them in an email. We'll read them on the air and we'll talk a little bit and um, we'll go from there. So that's about it for tonight. Devil Nation, thank you so much for staying with us and checking us out, and we will see you when we see you. Puck is out. Puck is out. Are they down there? They are out. It's over, Johnny. It's over. It's uh, over.